today on Cinematic Sound Radio. It's our annual Halloween special featuring scary scores from the silver screen. Today you'll hear music from such films as The Empty Man, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Rawhead Rex, Village of the Damned, Horrors of the Black Museum, and many more. So grab a bowl of candy, lock your door, light some candles, sit back in your favorite chair, and turn up the volume as the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network begins now. Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, this is the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. My name is Eric Woods, and I'm your host. Wherever you're listening to the show today, I ask you to take the time to rate and review the show, no matter what podcatcher you are on. The ratings and reviews really help get the show noticed and helps potential new listeners get an idea of what the show is about. Also, we have a newly opened merchandise store where you can buy a logo t-shirt from your favorite Cinematic Sound Radio program, as well as hundreds of other items, including some limited edition apparel. Uh, You can check it out at TeePublic. Link is in the show notes. And uh, we really do appreciate the support. We opened the show with a reminder of just how incredible the music by Don Davis is, and just how incredible that one single cue called Pencil Neck from the remake of The House on Haunted Hill, is. The full score is a big, gothic, symphonic choral masterwork with the backing of a huge organ. It sounds incredible, and I highly recommend finding that score if you can get it. And with that, I welcome you to the flagship show in our 2020 Halloween special. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I really hope you enjoy the selections we have for you this year. 
So let's move on, and we are going to open the show proper with a new score by composer Christopher Young, who teams up with Lustmord to craft a new chilling horror score called The Big Empty, and this is something that Christopher Young can essentially do in his sleep. The film was written, directed, and edited by David Pryor, based on the graphic novel of the same name. In the film, a group of teens from a small Midwestern town begin to mysteriously disappear, and then the locals believe it's actually the work of an urban legend known as the Empty Man. Oh, Lusmore, by the way, uh, he's a Welsh industrial musician, sound designer, and film composer whose real name is Brian Williams. He's often credited with creating dark and ambient music, and he records under the name Lustmord. And of the three cues he provided for the film, they are just that. They're very uh, dark and ambient. And I'm not sure why Christopher Young teamed up with him on the project. I couldn't find any, any news explaining why that happened. But Young's contributions are equally dark, ambient, and eerie, with a lot of creative sound design. Now, this is something more along the lines of his nightmarish score to Sinister than the gothic sweeping horror scores of his past. Having said that, Young does offer up some tonality with two grand cues featuring full symphony orchestra and choir. Now, if you love Young's work on Bless the Child, then these last two cues of the score will be right up your alley. It's stunning writing that's distinctly Christopher Young. Here now, two tracks from Christopher Young's score to The Empty Man.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to The Empty Man, with original score composed by Christopher Young alongside Lustmord, also known as Brian Williams. And the original soundtrack recording is available right now on Hollywood Records. This is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network, and you're listening to The Flagship Show with Eric Woods.
That was the track Bye Bye Carmen from Scary Movie, with original score by David Cate, performed by the Northwest Symphonia Orchestra. Now, several 1990 films and TV shows are also spoofed in this comedy. Uh, it's a, a film primarily focused on, on making fun of popular mid-to-late 90s teen slasher films like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, Carmen in the title track, of course, refers to Carmen Electra, who in the film plays a similar role that Drew Barrymore played in Scream in 1996, where Ghostface, the bad guy, calls her up, asks her what her favorite scary movie is, and then eventually uh, murders her minutes later. So the same thing happens in the opening of Scary Movie, although with uh, a bit more uh, comedic elements, if you will, in the movie. And the score was released through the Supertracks label. Now, speaking of I Know What You Did Last Summer, that's our next selection featuring music composed by John Debney. The film was directed by Jim Gillespie. It was written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream a year earlier, and the film stars Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Felipe, and Freddie Prince Jr. It's loosely based on the 1973 novel of the same name by Lois Duncan. The film centers on four young friends who are stalked by a hook-welding killer one year after covering up a car accident in which they killed a man. After the success of Scream, a year earlier, the late 90s were filled with copycat teen slasher films like Urban Legend and The Faculty. Even already established horror franchises were trying to cash in by appealing to the younger 90s crowd in films like Halloween H2O. John Debney was tapped to score I Know What You Did Last Summer. This is actually the same year when he scored The Relic, which uh, features an incredible score, and if you can find that one, I highly recommend you do. For I Know What You Did Last Summer, John Debney's score is a big, muscular, orchestral powerhouse with a, a lovely, delicate theme for the film's main protagonist, Julie, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt. It has a gentle feel with it, with twinkling piano, uh, which... Uh, actually could have come out of uh, a score written by Christopher Young. The big action cues feature stabbing ostinato strings, low guttural brass blasts with screaming horns and percussion, and some cues feature an electric guitar in the background with some uh, clicking noises as well. It's an extremely effective score that sits alongside perfectly with the new slasher sound that Marco Beltrami came up for Scream a year earlier. Here now, music from I Know What You Did Last Summer with original score composed by John Debney.
And that was a suite of music from the film I Know What You Did Last Summer, released in 1997 with original score composed by John Debney. And that score still is not commercially available, and those selections come off a composer promo released by John Debney. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. This is Cinematic Sound Radio's 2020 Halloween special. I'm Eric Woods. Thank you very much for tuning in. Up next, music from a new release of a long-awaited score album for the 1986 horror film, Rawhead Rex, which was released today on Silver Screen Records. The score was written by composer Colin Towns, known for The Puppet Masters, Space Truckers, Maybe Baby, Foil's War, Doc Martin, and Pie in the Sky. This is a nuanced and lush horror score. The sound of the score grows and withers from pastoral melodies to screaming brass and big orchestral accompaniment. There's a sense of bringing anticipation and dread uh, to the score, which uh, works perfectly in the movie. This enjoyable creature feature is based on a short horror story by Clive Barker and directed by George Pavlo. Released in 1986, and it's set in 1980s rural Ireland. The demon, alive for millennia and trapped in the depths of hell, is unleashed on the sleepy local farming community. Composer Towns is not only one of Europe's most prolific film, television, and theater composers, but also a pianist, songwriter, arranger, and producer. To find the right inspiration for the score, Towns visited the film set in Ireland during the filming to take in the atmosphere and meet the actors, after which he decided to record the music at CTS in London with a 60-piece orchestra plus electronics. To be totally honest, I had never heard of this film or score until I received it. I mean, maybe I should have, but man, this is one enjoyable album. And I'm glad I got to discover it this year because it is an absolute blast. And I'm really, really pleased to present music from this score on the program today. This is music from the 1986 film Rawhead Rex with original score composed by Colin Towns.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Rawhead Rex. Original score composed by Colin Towns. And the album released today for the very first time is available on Silva Screen Records. From Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And you're listening to the flagship show with Eric Woods. Welcome back to the program. Up next, music from Village of the Damned, with original score composed by John Carpenter and Dave Davies. The film was directed by John Carpenter and starred Christopher Reeve, Kirstie Alley, Linda Kozlowski, and Mark Hamill. It's the remake of the 1960 film of the same name, which in turn was based on the 1957 novel The Midwich Cuckoos by John Wyndham. The 95 remake is set in Northern California, whereas the book and original film are set both in the United Kingdom. The film takes place in a small town where women give birth to unfriendly alien children posing as humans. This was the last publicly released film starring Christopher Reeve before he was paralyzed in an equestrian accident in May of 1995, and as well, it was his last theatrically released film. John Carpenter and Dave Davies first worked together on In the Mouth of Madness. Davies, from the band The Kinks, played guitar on the film's title track. Davies joined Carpenter as the full co-composer on Village of the Damned. Davies began their collaboration by sending Carpenter a cassette recording of a sketch he felt could define the direction of the soundtrack of the movie. John Carpenter wrote the following in the liner notes of the original 1995 Verez Saraband soundtrack to the CD. And I quote, Eventually referred to as the March of the Children, Dave's music was beautiful, haunting, dark, and somehow heroic. End quote. The score is extremely dark and atmospheric, while also at the same time extremely aggressive with percussive hits and deeply disturbing wild electric guitar effects with an airy wash of synthesizers. In the more melodic sections of the score, these melodies are saved for the nine blackout children. This theme opens the end credit cue called March of the Children on the album and will be the second cue we play in our suite. What we are going to play for you right now are selections from the new Verez Saraband Records CD Club release of the expanded score, which came out a few weeks ago. And now music from Village of the Damned. Original score composed by John Carpenter and Dave Davies.
That was a suite of music from the 1995 film Village of the Damned with original score composed by John Carpenter and Dave Davies. And the original soundtrack recording has been greatly expanded through Verez Saraband Records as part of their CD Club series. Bringing you the very best music for film, TV, and video games, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Up next is a classic cue from a score that has yet to receive a commercial release. The film is The Haunting, the original Haunting, released in 1963, directed by Robert Wise. The score was written by Humphrey Searle, a well-known British concert and film composer. From what I can gather, there is no soundtrack album, and this new recording of the single cue, The History of Hill House, was made in 1999 for the album, Great British Film Music Album, 60 Glorious Years, featuring suites and themes performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, the Philharmonia Orchestra, the Westminster Philharmonic Orchestra, and the City of Prague Philharmonic, conducted by Kenneth Alwyn and Paul Bateman. Searle was best known for working in the 20th century technique of serialism, or or 12-tone music, in his compositions. This technique he brought to The Haunting, and crafted arguably one of the most unsettling, yet stunningly beautiful horror film scores of all time, especially for a film score from the early 1960s. The score is unnerving, eerie, and extremely powerful. When discussing all-time best horror scores, this one rarely comes up, and it's probably due to the fact that it's so unknown to many of the film music community outside of those who have experienced the film. Hopefully the master tapes can be found of this groundbreaking score, so those that are unfamiliar with it can experience those unsettling and frightening sounds with the rest of us. And now I'm pleased to present, for the very first time on the show, and that's shameful, the history of House Hill Q from The Haunting of 1963, with music composed by Humphrey Searle.
short suite from the 1963 film The Haunting, with music composed by Humphrey Searle, and that comes off an album called The Great British Film Music Album, 60 Glorious Years, available on Silver Screen Records. Up next are a couple of cues from a compilation album called The Film Music of Gerard Sherman, released by Chandos Records, featuring Ruman Gamba and the BBC Philharmonic. This is another stellar album from Chandos, and their underrated series of film music recordings. This album actually came out last year. If you haven't picked it up, please do, and pick up the rest of the series. It's fantastic, and eventually we're going to have to play music from that series uh, because it's so, so good. Uh, Sherman was born in 1924, and as the liner notes explain, and I quote, by the 1950s, after an initial career as a pianist and conductor with a few compositions to his name, he was ready to devote himself full-time to composing. During that period in Britain, filmmakers were turning to established composers of the day, such as Ralph Vaughan Williams, Sir William Walton, Sir Malcolm Arnold, and Sir Arthur Bliss to provide music for their movies. The era of the film composer, whose main occupation is composing for the cinema, was not yet fully established in England. So, so when the opportunity to write music for cinema productions arose, Sherman fell into the category of contemporary composers who provided music for films as a secondary profession. End quote. The two selections we have for you today come from near the end of the album, from the 1959 film Horrors of the Black Museum, directed by Arthur Crabtree. Producer Herman Cohen said he got the idea for the film after reading a series of newspaper articles about Scotland Yard's Black Museum. Cohen says the use of binoculars as murder weapons and all the other instruments of death in the film were based on real-life murder cases. The film went on to become a great success, and Martin Scorsese was instrumental to having a print of horrors of the Black Museum donated to New York's Museum of Modern Art. Sherman's music was extremely effective in the film. In the liner notes, it's pointed out that, and I quote, Sherman's music gained the unique distinction of initiating a cut at the order of the British Board of Film Censors. At first, when it was shown to them without music, the censors passed the notorious binoculars scene. The gory episode depicts a pretty young girl opening a parcel, a gift of binoculars, from an apparent admirer, but it contains a horrific surprise in the form of vicious spikes that penetrate her eyes as she looks through the lens. After Sherman's unnerving terror motif was added to the scene, the board changed its mind, ordering cuts in the sequence and leaving the music to describe what we cannot see. End quote. Another superb example of the power of music in film. Here is a small five and a half minute suite from the film music of Gerard Sherman album, again with Ruma Gumba conducting the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra.
a short suite of music from the film Horrors of the Black Museum, with original score composed by Gerard Sherman. That was Ruman Gamba conducting the BBC Philharmonic, and that suite of music is available on a compilation from Chandos Records called The Film Music of Gerard Sherman. Well, we've sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. And to end off today's program, and the way I try to end every single new episode of Cinematic Sound Radio's flagship show, we do it with an end credit suite. Today, you'll hear the thrilling end credit cue from the Medusa Touch, with music composed by the legendary Michael J. Lewis. This film was released in 1978 and is a British supernatural thriller horror film based on the novel of the same name, starring Richard Burton. This is a psychological thriller about a telekinetic novelist who causes disasters simply by thinking about them. Score is really superb, especially the last 15 to 20 minutes or so, which are just chocked full of kinetic energy with some superb up-tempo action cues and some deep, powerful organ cues as well. The end title cue that we're going to play is just over two minutes long and just grabs a hold of you right from the beginning. The piece begins with a bang and doesn't let up its ferocious tempo until the final notes with powerful brass statements and crashing percussion and cymbals. This track comes from a compilation album called Orchestral Film Music, the first 25 years, 1969 to 1994. This is Michael J. Lewis's end credit cue to the Medusa Touch. Thanks again for tuning in. I really do appreciate you taking the time to join me today. And until next time, take care and happy listening wherever you are. Bye for now.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to Tee Public to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.